Welcome to Closer to Venus. My name is Johnny Burke. Today's guest is Cassidy Fritch, who has a very interesting experience she's going to share with us. If you've ever been curious about what a past life memory feels like, that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. Cassidy, welcome to the program. Hi, Johnny. Thank you so much for having me. Really happy to be here. So you had a past life experience. What I'd be really curious to know is what were your beliefs about the afterlife before the experience took place? That's a really great question. So I grew up within the uh, Catholic Church. My beliefs were always that there was a heaven and there's a hell and you go to either one of them. But after reading the book about past life regression therapy, my views have really changed. I now don't believe in hell. I still believe in heaven, but I believe that your soul gets to choose what it wants to do after you physically pass away. And I believe that if your soul wants to, if if you have another lesson you need to learn in life, then you go on to the next life. And I also believe that if your soul feels like, oh, I've learned all the lessons I need to learn, then you kind of just stay within that spiritual realm as well. Until one day where I do believe that we all go to heaven, but now I just, I don't believe in hell. I don't think that anyone would be banished there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a relief. <laughs> yeah, I, right? <laughs> I have heard that several times, and it seems to be that it's, Usually a good idea just to disavow any belief in a hell or an eternal damnation, which I think is a relic from the Old Testament anyway. So that's pretty consistent with what I've heard. With the memory itself, the experience, I know you're going to walk us through it, like what it felt like and so on. Do you think there was an event that may have triggered it or how exactly did it happen? So after I was done reading the book, a year later, I decided because past life regression therapy, I was looking into going to see a therapist for it, but it was costing a little bit too much money. So I I was like, maybe there's a way if I can meditate and I could do it on my own, but I would really love to go see a past life regression therapist once I can afford that. But I remember just um, meditating And these images started coming to my head that I didn't know what was happening at first, but I just let it, I let it happen. And the thing about it was that there was no clear, like, there was a storyline there, but since I was doing it by myself, I mean, I was experiencing it by myself, like there were certain images that would pop up and then they'd fade away. And then there were other images that would pop up and then that would fade away But specifically, I remember one of my past lives, I was in the Chicago fire. (laughs) Talk about having a first memory of that. You're in the Chicago fire. At first, it was a little bit foggy because I didn't understand what was happening. I was like, what is this? What is this life? Am am I a firefighter? Because I just remember seeing the fire at first. Then the fire image went away. And I remember I was wearing clothes from the late 1800s. And I remember I was carrying milk and I was in a hurry and people were running past me. And I felt very tired, like I've worked a long day. And I felt this rush of sadness just overcome my body. And I remember just like running with the milk. And for some reason, I didn't want to drop the milk. I don't know why. And I was running through like the smoke and there was flames engulfing the city. And my thought was I need to 
save my family. I came to a house that I assume was mine. And the sad part was that the, the fire was engulfing my house. And I could see my family through the window, but there was nothing I could do about it. And there was no way that I could save them. And then everything just faded out. That building that you mentioned, was it immediately familiar? A little bit. I could sense like a home feeling to it. Then once I saw that house, I started to realize, oh, I'm a mother. I'm bringing milk home for my family. But it was just really sad that I couldn't save them. And I I woke up from that meditation quite fast after that and just started crying because um, deep inside my heart and soul, I have this longing to know where my family is in that sense. And it was confusing for me because I couldn't really explain that to people. It's like, how do you how do you go to your friend and say, hey, I'm really sad because like back in the 1870s when there was a fire, mm-hmm. I, I lost my family. Like they look at like they would look at me like I was crazy. So I I sort of felt like there was this ambitious spark that lit inside of me, but there was this sadness that really overpowered me for that week. And I'm like, wow. I'm like I felt it felt as if I had lost my family, and there was nothing I could do about it. You'd mentioned one of your past lives. Did you discover through your meditation sessions, did you discover more than one past life or how did that work? I discovered one past life through meditation. What I find to be very interesting is that I'm discovering a lot of my past lives through my dreams without trying. And it's hard to describe to some people, which I'm sure you probably understand, that some of these memories, they're not neatly in a timeline. Images will pop up, certain people will come into my dreams, and I don't necessarily know who they are until the next day I wake up, and it all just like clicks and makes sense to me. Like I had a dream a few weeks ago where a young girl, she walked through the clouds and hold on my shirt and she said it's good to see you again mommy and I I I was so blown away by that I'm like it was like a two-year-old little girl and I woke up I think one of the reasons why um because I want to have kids but there there's a little bit of this sadness that is lingering on where it's like what if I have kids but I lose them again because I feel like in a lot of my past lives I've been a mother where I've lost my children a lot and I, I feel like that sense of loss. So you've mentioned that you have discovered other past lives through your dreams. In those dreams you see people, places that are immediately they are familiar, even though you haven't Cassidy hasn't met them, but they are familiar to you. Is that how that works? Very much so, right. yes. Right. And the dreaming part seems to be that you can be already working in the Akashic records. And and some people say, I was in the records and I didn't realize I was in the Akash, which they refer to it as sometimes, until much later. So that's really interesting stuff. So with the dreaming then, do you think that reading about past life regression may have triggered an openness or just tripped over something where you became open to the experience of, in this case, the Chicago fire? 
Of course. Yes. So my mom recommended the book to me because we're very spiritual people. And she just said, you know, Cass, you should read this book. It'll really open your eyes and and mind to a lot of different things. And I was reading this book and it explained so much. I was like, wow, I'm like, I I know what this book is talking about, yet I've never studied anything like this before. And I believe with past lives that I, I think that all the people that you meet in your life have been in your past life or lives. I was going to get to that. Which is why I think that there's a great explanation for term deja vu because maybe something happened in your past life and it's happening again and you're like wait a second why does this look so familiar why am i having deja vu here and i think past lives have a lot to do with the whole deja vu effect without a doubt i remember once when i was in college and i was with one of my uh drinking buddies and (laughs) (laughs) we were on our way to the bar on friday whatever and I went down to tie my shoe, and he said, when you did that, I had deja vu. And now that I think of it, what you just mentioned makes sense, because some people in our lives, like right now, are just so familiar, and you gravitate to them. And what I've heard again and again is that you might be traveling with these people on a soul group. Going back to the regression, which book was that that your mother recommended that you read? Oh, I forget the name of it because we gave it away to another friend. It was called, it was by Brian. Weiss. Brian Weiss. Yeah, I think it's called Many, Many Lives, Many Masters. Yeah, that was the one. It's a great story. Yeah, I also found the past life memory to be a beautiful thing too because not many people in the world today like experience that or are open to experiencing that and I thought at first it was like oh this is really interesting but then actually the feeling of past life and the reason why we're meant to be with the people that we're in contact with today is really mm-hmm. reflected in my business I do have to say in December I came to a realization that the people that I'm working with are meant to be in my life and past life regression has actually taught me to stop chasing people that are not meant to be in my life. I like Yeah, because of that, my business has really boomed. It's amazing. This work for the right person can really cut to the chase as opposed to traditional therapy where you just might run into a wall and spend a lot of money too, you know? Right, right. Exactly. And it's like you can figure out so many of these things even on your own. And it's okay to not know the answer all the time. And it's okay to just see an image. I also remember another past life and it doesn't go into detail, which I kind of want to explore this one a little bit more depth and maybe with the therapist can help. It's funny because I visited Italy a few years back and I felt like I belonged there. And it was actually very interesting because a lot of the local Italians approached me and would start speaking to me in Italian. They didn't know that I didn't speak Italian. <laughs> I was like, you know, um, ciao, I'm, I'm American. What part of Italy was it? It, it was in Florence. I'm half Italian, yeah. so I have interest in stuff like that. The fact that you kind of gravitated to that area or felt some kind of a kinship or attraction probably means at some point you might have been there in the past. The term... <laughs> And the concept soul groups comes up a lot more than I thought it would. And it's kind of cool to know that these people that you're working with now, you could have had more than one life with them. One of my favorite examples 
of this is I was watching, I think it was Beyond Belief with George Norrie, and the man who's being interviewed is Richard Martini, who wrote, among other things, uh, a book called Hacking the Afterlife. He was describing a scene where this man had gone into the lives between lives space and judging his life and meeting the people, his friends and family that have passed before, people he liked, but also some people he didn't like. And one of them was his mean uncle. And so when he finally gets to talk to that uncle person, the uncle says, don't you remember? We planned this. That just blew me away. And, you know, this is why I think the reading about the past life regression which is pretty amazing stuff to say the very least, can open someone's mind that you get to a point where you think, I don't think this is real. I know it's real. You know, because you know it. Yeah, you do. Uh, and I've never experienced it, but just from talking to people like like Cassidy and Julia and Bruce and Yeah. I don't have any doubts. I, I just don't. I think we can we can learn a lot about it. You know, reports of near-death survivors, people with past-life memories, do tend to say they have a slightly less fear of death. Not that anyone's looking forward to it, but it's just that they know. You don't go to a black screen. Of course, you might have some stuff, some karma and stuff to clear and to work out, but at yeah. least you're going to keep coming back. Exactly. Yeah. I felt when I was in Italy, I it was interesting because my, my grandmother on my mom's side was Italian. Her grandparents came from Italy, and she passed okay. away in 2010. Her favorite color was purple, and it, that's my favorite color. And I found it to be very, very interesting because when I was in Florence, I was eating out at a diner. don't know if they would call it a diner there, but I was eating out by myself. And the waitress came up to me and she said, hi, um, my name is Beverly. And I've dropped my fork out of my hand because my grandmother's name is Beverly. The first thing I saw on that menu was grandma's special recipe. And then she was like, oh, are, you're visiting Florence. And then she asked me, do you want to know something cool about Florence? And I said, yeah, I'm up for hearing anything about Florence. Like, this is a beautiful city. And she said that the that the color of Florence is purple. It's purple. So I had the waitress Beverly, the color purple and grandma's favorite recipe on the menu. And I I just looked up at the sky and I was like, I know you're here, grandma. I, I feel you. And it's it's interesting because I don't know like what like what she's really up to. Like she could be another person right now. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. She could be in another human form or her soul can just, could have just said, "Hey, I'm done learning all life, all of life's lessons. I'm in the spiritual realm." And I felt a strong connection to Italy because I did have a dream about a past life where I was, I was on the on a ship. A lot of people were sick and throwing up, and I didn't speak English. I spoke Italian, and I just remember being on the ship when we were sailing to Ellis Island to move to America. And I felt the sense of happiness and yet sadness because I think in, I think in this past life, I had to be about 17 or 18 and I was leaving my family in Italy behind. Like I just knew I was alone, but I also felt very happy that I was going to create a better life. And that theme has been very existent in my life now. I mean, I'm not alone per se, but. Like when I started my company, I did that with my business partner. I've started a lot of projects on my own. I pushed myself to be independent, to do things on my own. 
just mm-hmm. to have that freedom. And I think that really relates to a lot of my past lives with doing things by myself for the freedom or for a better life, which I, I found to be very interesting. So there's really little doubt that this experience, the past life memory and the dreams of other past lives as well, definitely has an impact on you. You have a, a yeah. perspective, which is cool. And I think that the more that you meditate and really open yourself up to it, it changes the way you and I think about things. I hear that once you have that experience, you're not the same. you agree? Yeah, I agree. And you don't go back. And it's such a positive thing, in my opinion. I think it pushes you forward. It's taught me to dig deeper in my life now and to not try to seek out the lesson that I'm that I'm meant to learn. It's to just be present in the moment and to do what I'm doing that I love. And I think that by doing that, that I will learn whatever lesson it is I or lessons that I have to learn while being in this form as a young woman. Right. Because <laughs> those are lessons. If you've gone through that lives between lives space, you hear about soul contracts and you see the people that you may have traveled with before and you make agreements like, okay, this time I'm going to be the boss and you're going to be the vassal or you're going to be my wife. But you know what? I need to work on that. So why don't I be the wife and you be the husband? And as goofy as that sounds, I've heard that more than once. I'm pretty open-minded and it's even hard for me to get my head around it. So I can just imagine what it's like for people that are not open to this, but at the same time, they have that nagging suspicion that maybe that does exist. So since you've had this experience, right? Do you feel that you still need to go to, let's say, a regression therapist, somebody who does lives between lives therapy and so on? Do you think you need to do that to explore it further? Or do you think that you might be able to just do that yourself through meditation and going into the records yourself? That's a great question. So the reason why I'd like to go see a therapist is so that they could, I think, just from reading Brian's book, mm-hmm. I think that they'd be able to guide me and the maybe explain like what is going on because I think for me it's great to be able to meditate and to come across these past life experiences but sometimes I don't know like what they're meant to to say to me or or how I'm supposed to think about it and I think the reason why I'm intrigued about going to see a regression therapist about it is because maybe they might be able to get me to open up my brain a little bit more because in some circumstances that the stuff that you come across can be quite scary i agree yeah like i was meditating again and i just remember um i immediately had to stop because i got so scared i had this image of being on a ship and there were huge waves and I, I had a sense that I was a sailor and that it was maybe like the, the 1700s, I'm going to guess. And I think I drowned. I experienced that while meditating and I just, I had to break it. I had to say, I, I can't, I was like, I, I, I can't experience this alone. So I think having somebody there who's a professional in case of a memory like that does pop up again, they can say, you know, it's okay. Like, what are you experiencing? How are you feeling in this moment? Because in that moment, I was, did I just die? <laughs> That's a good point. And while we're on that subject of regression therapy, two books that you want to check out, Dr. Michael Newton, who popularized the lives between lives therapy, because that's a slightly different type of regression. And I've been told that you're supposed to do 
the past life regression first before you do the lives between lives. If you read a book called Journey of Souls by Dr. Michael Newton, I believe the second one's called Destiny of Souls, which are just more of the cases, you'll be glad you did because it takes the past life regression and takes it one step further of when you pass and it brings up soul contracts and why you're doing what you're doing and when you go back, it's a game changer without a doubt. And I know that Brian Weiss was definitely one of the first that really made past life regression popular, but Dr. Michael Newton's work is just as important. Um, yeah. It's really, really great stuff. So obviously this had an impact on you and you've, since then you formed your, your company and you basically have partnered with the Omnia Radiation Balancer. Yeah. The acronym would be the ORB, which was an English electronic outfit a while back. So not to confuse the two, but what does the uh, what does the ORB do in this case? Yeah. So what the Omni Radiation Balancer aims to do is to create this resonance between you and your device. So if you think about it, when we're going about our day to day and we have our ear pods in, you know, we've got our cell phones or computers. A lot of people don't realize that radiation is coming into your body, affecting your brain. There's been a lot of studies that over time, radiation has a significant negative impact on the brain. And when we're just going about our daily lives, you know, you can't see the things that are floating around in the air. And I like to think about it as an orchestra. That's a good analogy. I like it, the orchestra. So radiation kind of bumps that orchestra and puts it out of whack. So it's like, I like to think of it as like the conductor can no longer conduct the orchestra because radiation is is just affecting us in such a negative way where, and it does affect our bodies and people don't realize that, some others do. I began to realize that the Omnia Radiation Balancer, it orchestrates that balance of vibration and resonance. So that when you're using your cell phone, you have the, um, so it's a little patch. You don't have to worry about the orchestra not being conducted. (laughs) You know what that kind of reminds me of when I do recording and stuff? There's what's known as noise reduction, where it's like a gate. It basically filters out the noise. That's important since you brought up the orchestra. People in the spirituality, metaphysical, mindfulness space talk about ascension, right? Talking about going from the third dimension or density to the fourth and the fifth. And something like this app, which certainly can't hurt, if it cuts down the noise, we might be able to be a little bit more uh, aware of our surroundings. Absolutely. So you might see, you might recognize some things that, that happen to you, whereas, you know, another person might recognize something different. And everyone's going to experience it in a different way. So when I sit in front of my computer for long periods of time, I noticed that I would get these headaches and, and my migraines. Right. And I get to them to the point where I would be, I would feel sick. Just from putting the Omnia Radiation Balancer patch on my computer, I've actually noticed that I can stay in front of my computer for longer periods of time without getting these massive migraines. Some studies have shown that it can significantly help if you notice that you have the tingles. For a person like me, I like to do yoga. I love to meditate. I'm able to do what I need to do, meditate, yoga. 
So I feel like the Omni Radiation Balancer has something really great to offer. I love it. That's great. <laughs> and I noticed that you mentioned meditation not once but a couple times, which the more and more I hear people talk on the show, meditation is one of the most important things that they do. So I think our listeners would definitely like to know that this is something that could definitely aid that. It makes a lot of sense. Cassidy, thanks so much for joining us. Great experience hearing about the past life memory, which I think a lot of people will definitely appreciate. How do our listeners find you online? How you can find me online is by going to www.prestigeglobal.co, not .com, .co. And if you would like to check out the Omnia Radiation Balancer, they're listed under our client page. And the great thing about the orb is that it lasts forever. So you don't have to worry about ever replacing it unless unless you lose it. <laughs> I will definitely put that in the show notes. You've been listening to Closer to Venus. I'm Johnny Burke. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. <laughs>